the next five weeks, we're going straight to our network of experienced buyers agents in each state for some local insight. I am so excited. In this episode, we're talking to our state-based experts about auctions. Now, some locations are dominated by public auction, while others rarely see an auction. Keep listening and you'll find out what you need to know depending on where you are going to buy. Welcome to your first home buyer guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right. I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyers agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us we've got over 40 years experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that you can rely on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step. Now, we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode, and if you'd like more useful tools, head over to the website, homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists so you can download a free mini course on how to price a property and our where to buy workshop for only $39. Priceless stuff, really. Bargain. But before we get into the interesting stuff in this week's episode, here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You of course know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information. Now, you may notice that we're just talking about states here. We recognise there are two territories in Australia. There's the Northern Territory and the ACT. Now, we haven't included experts from those two territories for two reasons. One, Northern Territory, we actually don't know any buyers agents up there. And two, when it comes to the Australian Capital Territory, well, the laws are almost identical to New South Wales. So you can pretty much rely on what I say for New South Wales goes for there too. Can you please introduce yourself? We'd love to know who you are and where you buy. I'm Megan Wells, buyer's agent and founder and principal of Property Pursuit Buyer's Agents in Brisbane. My name is Catherine Skinner and I'm a buyer's agent here in Adelaide. I'm the director of National Property Buyers, South Australian office. Um, I have been in business here for eight years now. Um, really grateful and love what I do, being able to help people buy property. My name's Samantha Spilsbury. I'm director and buyer of Buyers Agents Tasmania. We offer a statewide service for both investors and owner. A lot of our clients are relocators. So whether they're retiring or new families moving here, it's probably where our niche is, is to help them settle in. I have had my business for three years and that's how long I've worked in the buyer's agency realm. And prior to that, I've worked in property management for over 10 years. Uh, so my name's Jared McCabe. I'm a director at Wakeland Property Advisory. Um, we're a uh, boutique buying service uh, and vendor advisory service in Melbourne. Uh, I've been here, well, the company started in March 1995, so 28-odd years. There's a lot of experience within the business. Um, we focus very much much on asset selection as a big part of what we do and what we look for. Uh, buying the, the right property is extremely important. And obviously, everyone wants to get it for the best price they possibly can. 
Um, but if you select the wrong property in the first place, uh, then that can be a, a bigger issue. So we're very we're very focused on asset selection and education as well. Hi, my name's Ben Lamas. I'm a buyer's agent in Western Australia for Acumentus Buyer's Agents. What is the auction registration process in your state? In New South Wales, you have to register to bid at auction, otherwise you can't bid. And so what we normally do is we'll go to the open house half an hour prior to the auction because that's normally how long uh, the agent is open for beforehand and you've got your ID and you line up if there's more than one person and you present that ID and you fill out a business registration form and they'll give you a card and then when you've got that card with the business number on it, you are able to bid. If you bid in rooms, same sort of principle, you go to uh, the the site of wherever the auctions are being held, there'll be a, a registration desk and you go and do the same thing there. And sometimes agents will encourage you to vet, to um, register online prior to the auction. You can do that, but you don't have to because they can't issue with you with the bidder's card or, or the bidder's number until you are physically at the auction anyway. In Queensland, you must pre-register. You can't just turn up on the day, put your hand up and bid. used to be able to, but now you have to register. Now, you can register with the agent prior to the auction day or you can wait until the auction. Um, but you must have photographic ID. And if somebody else is going to bid on your behalf, they must have photographic ID and you must have already registered yourself as a buyer if you're not going to be there. In South Australia, when you rock up to an auction, you will go inside and prepare all your auction registration paperwork. So you'll need to obviously take some form of identification, whether that be a driver's license or passport. Once you've completed all the required documentation inside, you'll be given a unique bidder number. So that is the number that you take with you and you have to display every time you make a bid. In Tasmania, you are required to register with the sales agent prior to auction day. Uh, and then if you want someone to bid on your behalf, you they have to provide ID prior to, prior to auction day. So in Victoria, Megan, there's actually no registration process. You don't have to register to bid at auction on a, a Saturday or Sunday, depending upon when it is. Um, we had an interesting time during COVID and the pandemic where things did change slightly because obviously if you wanted to receive a Zoom link to in order to participate, um, agents were able to, well, they required you to, um, to register so that they knew who they needed to send the Zoom link to. Um, and some have tried to continue that on post-auction, uh, post-pandemic. Uh, However, legally, there's no requirement to register. You can turn up on the day and, and stick your hand up and bid. Well, firstly, in Western Australia, the auction process is not a very common process in terms of uh, purchasing uh, real estate. So whenever the auction numbers come out, it hardly relates to Western Australia because it's less than a couple of percent that actually makes up the, uh, the sales in Western Australia. So... Uh, auction numbers don't really mean a lot here. It's usually uh, exclusive properties uh, that are very rare that, that go to auction. So the majority of the market is mainly just by private treaty. Can you register during an auction in your state? In Queensland, you can actually register whilst the auction is live. So if you get there and you think, oh, I'm not going to bid, and then suddenly it looks like it might sell for a price that you're interested in, you can say, I'd like to register, and the agent will actually register you at the time. But you must make sure you've got your photographic ID 
and whoever's going to be on the contract, all of the parties who are going to be on the contract as the buyers, they all have to register. Really? All of them? Wow. Not just one and register. Oh, wow, God, that's messy. That's messy. It is, but it's actually, uh, it sort of sits around the fact that um, with corporate identities, if you register during the auction, you haven't got the opportunity to do an ASIC check and who's who's a responsible officer and who can sign, con- yeah, all that sort of stuff. In New South Wales, yes, you can. If the auction is underway and during the, you, you're a bit late or you decide you want to register while the auction's going, you actually can go and talk to the agent and say, I'd like to register. They'll usually pause the auction for you to do so. In South Australia, you can register while an auction is taking place. So at any time during an active auction, somebody can request to register. You'll go inside, register, and then you'll be given your unique bidder number. In Tasmania, you wouldn't be able to register during an auction. That's interesting, isn't it? Because you can in some places. Well, because you don't have to register in Victoria, you don't. You can you can participate whenever. So you can turn up on the day of the auction and just start bidding. There's no requirement to bid, to register beforehand or during. In Western Australia, uh, I'm not aware of the fact that uh, you can um, register uh, partway through the auction. It's usually at the beginning of the process. How many bids can a vendor make in your state? In New South Wales, there's only one vendor bid allowed. Look, in Queensland, there is an unlimited, there's not no limit. So the auctioneer can bid an unlimited time on behalf of the owner. Um, in fact, the agent can even um, bid on behalf of the owner, but it must be clearly identified. So whoever is doing that bid on behalf of the owner, they must clearly state that it is a, a vendor bid or an auctioneer's bid, or they might say something like, oh, the bid's with me which means that it is the person who's calling that out that is holding the bid, not not a live, bu- uh, a live buyer. So, you know, you can't be, they can't be pulling bids off trees or you can't have friends in their bidding. If they bid and they buy, well, you know, they're buying it, but uh, you, you certainly can't be pulling bids out of nowhere. Must be really clearly identified. In South Australia, a vendor can make up to three vendor bids. So they would be made on behalf of the auctioneer and can be done at any time during the auction up to the reserve price set prior to auction. Oh, that's really interesting. So it's unlimited in Queensland. There's one in yeah, right. Victoria and New South Wales, and you've got an actual number of three. Mm-hmm. Up to three. Up to three. Yeah, cool. Okay. In Tasmania, uh, there is no limitation to how many bids a vendor can make during an auction. Wow, so unlimited. They can just keep doing as many mm, same as I Queensland, actually. this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in some states, it's only one. They can only do one bid. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. In Victoria, you can make the agent on behalf of the vendor can make as many vendor bids as they would like to. Now, we tend to find that most of the time, it'll be one, two, maybe three. But I have certainly seen circumstances where there's been seven or eight and the, the uh, auctioneer has basically been bidding against himself because no one else has been prepared to participate. It's not a very fun auction, is it? When they're when they're doing that many vendor bids. No, and it and it's um, I, I was one that I was bidding at or was was intending to bid at in that instance, and um, it did f- had a feel as though there was it was going very fast. He was talking very quickly, and it had a feel as though there was he was taking bids from trees and from cars. He wasn't. He was declaring vendor bids every time, but it it didn't have a good feel, and it, it certainly left a lot of people with a sour taste in their mouth. 
In Western Australia, from my recollection, I think it's three uh, bids that, uh, but I have to check on that. But uh, last time I checked, it was three bids as vendor bids, um, which, whether it's fair or not, it's a different thing, but it is legal in Western Australia. How are questions about price or quoting usually handled by agents in your state? In Queensland, it's unlawful to give any indication about price for a property that's being marketed without a price. So they're actually really hamstrung on what they can and can't give you. What they are allowed to give you is uh, comparable sales. And those comparable sales have to have been approved by the owner of the property. So they can't just sort of give you willy-nilly sort of sales around the place. They must be approved and in written format if they're giving comparable sales. In New South Wales, there is legislation about underquoting, as there is everywhere. So agents will give you a price guide usually, but they can choose not to. Now, that price guide generally is the lower end of the price range that they've told the vendors to accept. So they'll put a range on uh, an agency agreement and they'll generally bid, sorry, quote the lowest number on that range. And if they've had offers during the auction campaign that they've rejected, they are meant to increase their quoting to not quote less than that. But just remember, they don't always have to quote. They can choose not to give you a guide. In South Australia, it varies from auction campaign to campaign. So some agents may display a price guide, um, which indicates, you know, an approximate figure that a property may achieve. Now, a vendor can actually set reserve up to 10% higher than any advertised price. So if an agent is telling you that a property is worth 600000 chances are reserves going to sit at 660000 So, you know, buyers who are unaware of that, and especially in other states where you don't have that kind of flexibility around reserve and quoted prices, can get stuck thinking properties are going to sell for much cheaper than they are. You can obviously gauge that 10%. And if you know about that rule, you can get a really clear indication of what the vendor's wanting. In Tasmania, the process around price would usually is an agent would say it's in a price range or they're accepting offers over a certain amount. So offers over 900,000, that is usually how it's handled. But the thing with Tasmania, I reckon there's 5% of auctions in a year. I think I've done two in the last four years. So they don't really hold them. I think a lot of Tasmanians don't have the confidence to go to auctions. So they, even if they try and run auctions, it's very rarely a successful campaign. So in Victoria, there's a requirement with residential property that a statement of information is provided. That will include a price on the, on the form. Uh, it's... Uh, on the real estate websites, it's also required to be on display at any open for inspection. That will include a, a quote price or range. So the range needs to be um, no greater than 10% or it can be a single figure. Uh, and there, where possible, needs to be comparable sales form part of that statement of information, which ideally are within six months and within a 10% range of the quoted price. However, obviously, in certain circumstances, when you move out into regional areas, that's not going to be possible. So the comparable sales aren't always there, but the the the, um, the sale price um, and the sale range is. I love how they handle that down in Victoria because it's such you, you can't quote in Queensland. No, I, so I had some friends of mine recently, and I again, I'll, I've been actually meaning to give you a call to chat to you about this. It was an auction that they had 
it was inland from Noosa. And it just seemed so strange. And I don't think it was how things would normally be handled up there. But the auction started um, and it got they got half when they put a bid in. And the auctioneer kept going. But one of the other agents came over and started negotiating with them um, separately and was saying, well, if you give us this, then we'll... Uh, and so they were negotiating separately and they had me on the phone and I said, no, hang on, you, I can't. I said, I can't talk to you about this because I don't know what the legislation is in Queensland. But in Victoria, you can't be conducting an auction and negotiating separately with someone over to the side. So I just, I didn't understand what was being played out. Yeah, so obviously well below reserve and probably not enough bidders to actually make it a... Not far below reserve, but not, no other bidders. Yeah, no other bidders. yeah. Usually in Western Australia, when you turn up to the to the auction or if you're inquiring prior to the auction, you're approaching the agent to ask them if there's a price guide in terms of where they're going with the pricing. Uh, usually they will provide the information to you as a guide, uh, but that's probably as far as they'll go. What are some of the crazy things you've seen people at auction do? I have seen people bid against themselves. So when it's been, you know, <laughs> the final bid and the tension is so high that, and they're about to buy the property and I've seen people jump in and bid again. And sometimes the auctioneer accepts that bid, they end up paying more. And sometimes I've seen the auctioneer say, no, madam, or no, sir, you've already the highest bidder. You don't need to increase your bid, which is really unusual, but that's why I've seen both happen. Oh, there's some absolute crackers. And you know, in different podcasts, um, Veronica and I have talked about different things that we've seen. I think for me, um, and, and it seems to be a common theme across all the states, but in Queensland, it, if you bid against yourself because you've kind of lost track uh, of who's got the bid or it might be happening so quickly or you might be feeling that pressure of, you know, one, two, three, down with the hammer. Um, so bidding against yourself is, is yeah, it's uncommon, but it is one of those ones you want to be careful about. But I think the worst is when someone tries to play it a bit cool and they're acting really disinterested. And I remember a specific example of a property in Kedron where um, this family, young family, sat down on a picnic rug and they were completely back. The, the, the dad had his back to the auctioneer. They were not interested whatsoever. Right at the end, as the auctioneer was saying, you know, going once, going twice, just as he bought the hammer down, the auctioneer bought the hammer down and said, going three times and sold, sorry, that uh, the hammer came down and it sold, this guy thought he'd be a, a really cool, you know, really too cool for school and called out a number and it was too late. So, oh, my God, you should have seen the fight that ensued between the husband and the wife in that situation. Too cool for school. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. And trying to outsmart the auctioneer by by calling out, you know, things like, is it on the market? You know, you can't you can't outsmart someone who does this for a living, might do eight or ten auctions a day. Uh, you've just got to go with the process that they're throwing out there. In South Australia, some of the craziest things that I've seen may be, I mean, they're not overly exciting, but, you know, a husband and wife bickering, tears, fighting about potentially going too high if somebody is a lot more that motivated than the other. Um, you know, we've also seen a people who happen to be walking past an auction halfway through decide they're going to register and buy the house. Um, so they're probably the two most common exciting things we see at an auction. In Tasmania, I did do a, an auction on behalf of a client on the northwest coast for a beachfront property, which was 
you know, had never been on the market since it was built. So very popular in a very popular area. And it ended up being myself and a guy and he ended up saying, she can have it. She's a dog with a bone. In Victoria, I, look, I could um, I could probably talk to you for a, a good hour about funny things that I've seen at different auctions. Um, look, I've seen uh, bit buyers bid against themselves at different auctions um, when they get a bit carried away and not get lose track of where the bidding's up to, um, which can can be a little bit um, unnerving for, mm. for people and, and feel as and most good auctioneers will will let them know that hey you've actually you're actually holding the bid and they'll they'll stop them from doing that. But <laughs> I've certainly seen that happen. Um, I've had I've seen people try and outsmart veteran auctioneers and, and try and be a little bit cheeky, which never ends well um, when they've been doing it for as long as they had. I had one a couple of years ago where um, a bidder insisted that um, their $1,000 bid needed to be accepted and the auctioneer said, sorry, I'm not going to accept that. It's not enough. I'm looking for five or $10,000 increments. And I was bidding against this person and he said, and the auctioneer, I think he warned him probably three or four times and said, if you don't increase your bid to the the level that I'm I'm requiring, I'm going to pass it into this other person. And they did pass it into me and it was only a minimal amount to get it up to the reserve price, which we ended up paying um, and the property was sold to us. And this, this other person was furious, but they did the wrong thing. They had every opportunity to increase their bidding. They chose not to um, and they missed out. I have been to a few auctions, but again, uh, the last auction I attended was probably about four years ago. In Western Australia, again, it, it's not a very common uh, practice in order to sell a property. So uh, it's a relatively rare event for Western Australia. All right. So that wraps up auctions across the states. Next episode, we're going to be talking to our experts about the private treaty offer process. In this episode, we've covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for first-time buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website, www.homebuyeracademy.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. Five stars would be wonderful. It will help others find us as well. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this really useful. And if you have, please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff.